Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. Chris here, trained chef, recipe developer, and culinary instructor. And the reason I share all of these things with you is because we are diving into part three of our kids cooking series, getting our kids in the kitchen. In the first two episodes, I talked about why we should get our kids in the kitchen, why it's so important to teach our kids to cook, even if we are not trained chefs, even if we don't know a lot about food ourselves, we can learn right alongside them and why it's so important to get our kids in the kitchen. I also talked about when to get our kids in the kitchen, when we should start, and how to start getting our kids in the kitchen. So if you haven't listened to episode one, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that before you listen to this episode. And then last week, I talked about preparing to cook with kids, so tools you might want to have on hand. Spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to that episode, you don't need anything fancy. There's one tool I recommend that you might want to have with your kids. Other things are things you probably already have. I talked about essential skills that your kids should know so you have an idea of where you might want to be moving towards as you do get your kids in the kitchen. And then I talked about the ever-important kitchen safety, the things that you want to teach your kids once you do get them in the kitchen. And so with all of that behind us, I want to start talking about different skills that your kids can begin to learn at different ages. So in episode one, I said that it's never too early to get your kids in the kitchen, even if they are teeny tiny and sitting in their high chair or sitting on a seat up on the counter with you, which I know is controversial, but it's my favorite way to get my kids in the kitchen early on. Obviously, they're safe and I I make sure that I'm right next to them, even if it's just giving them some measuring cups or some Tupperware containers to play with while you're in the kitchen. I think exposure and modeling is number one. Just getting them in the kitchen with you, letting them explore is great no matter what age they are. But once they get to the toddler ages where they might want to start helping you out, you know, that stage for mommy help <laughs> or mommy don't help, which is even more frustrating. But in this case, you do need to help them in the kitchen. 
around the age of two, I think is a great time to get your kids in the kitchen. Now, don't fret if your kiddo is older and they haven't been in the kitchen with you. Like I said, there's ne- there's never too early a time to start. There's also never too late a time to start. So Today, I'm going to talk about different skills that kiddos ages two to five can start to help you with in the kitchen. And then in next week's episode, we'll talk about kiddos ages six through 16. So this stage of learning how to cook for kiddos ages two to five, so toddlers and preschoolers, obviously toddlers and preschoolers are going to differ in their abilities, and I'll talk about that in a second, but this is really the stage of them starting to, number one, observe you start to observe observe what, and I guess absorb, observe what you are doing in the kitchen. So really just watching you. And oftentimes they just want to be next to you. They just want to be a part of it. So observing is number one. Number two is exploring. This is where you let them start to play with those measuring cups, those Tupperware containers. And then if you're brave, you start to let them to let them play with food. You start to give them those frozen peas that you've defrosted that they can squish between their fingers and feel that or the dried beans. Watch them when they play with those because they will try and eat them. But um, or cooked pasta or something like that. You let them start to feel the textures and play with those foods. You let them start to stir things and measure things, right? So that exploring. And then it's also the play stage. And this goes along with exploring as well. But remembering that kids learn through play, especially ages two to five. They learn through play. And that this is very normal and okay. And I talked in the, in both of the last episodes about kind of needing to let go of that inner control freak that many of us have. Remember that mess is a part of this journey that your kids are going to make a mess and just have those baby wipes and those washcloths on hand because ultimately we just want our kids to become comfortable and confident in the kitchen, which as I shared in the first episode, despite the fact that I have all this culinary knowledge now, I did not grow up with a, you know, my mom just didn't know a lot about cooking and a lot about food. And so we didn't cook a lot in my house other than Christmas cookies, which, would, you know, I had great memories around. Um, but what my parents did do was allow us to explore when we showed a desire to. So I remember being seven or eight around my daughter's age and wanting to cook fettuccine Alfredo for the family. And my mom would let me do that. So we, I like got the recipe and she got me all the ingredients and she stood next to me as I stood on a little um, stool and made the pasta. And, you know, I had help with it, but they did encourage me to explore my interests, right? But they didn't, my parents, actually my mom specifically was the one who did the cooking. She didn't have a ton of culinary experience. My dad actually worked in a restaurant for several years, but he wasn't home a ton at night. He worked at night. So he also wasn't really there. He was there to share with me the delicious and um, fresh foods that, you know, we were getting from our garden when I was a kiddo. Actually, even now, he has a beautiful garden. He teaches my kids about gardening. So I learned a lot about fresh food from my dad, um, but he wasn't really there to help us cook. He was there in other ways, but just not in terms of cooking. So I did not have these skills either. And so that comfortability and that confidence was took time and didn't start until I was older. And if you are starting with your kiddos, remember there's there's no perfect time to start and there's no never too late a time to start. But if you are starting with them earlier, as you likely are if you're listening to this particular episode, 
then you have that extra added benefit that they're going to start to become more comfortable and then more confident in the kitchen earlier. And some of that starts with them just playing. So them observing, exploring, and playing in the kitchen. So let's talk about specific skills, specific things um, or activities that your kiddos can help with alongside you in the kitchen at this age. Now, ages two and three are going to be a little bit different than ages four and five. Any of you who have had kiddos under the age of two to the age of five understand that there's a huge jump in terms of motor skills and things like that and um, conversation skills and being able to follow directions from those ages. So just understand that some of these things are going to be better suited for younger kiddos and some are going to be much better suited for slightly older kiddos, so more of the four to five range. But I'm not going to give you exact ages. I might, you know, I might give some suggestions, but I'm not going to give you exact ages because every kiddo is different. Every kiddo has different motor skills. Every kiddo has different ability to follow directions um, safely, things like that. So let's dive in. These are in no particular order. This is basically just my brain dump of things that your kids can do alongside you in the kitchen from ages two through five. So the first thing, I've mentioned this before, but I think that one of the best ways to get them started in the kitchen alongside you is just by mixing, stirring, and measuring. Now remember, kids who are two to five are likely not going to be measuring accurately for things like baking. Now you can teach them. This can definitely be a teaching opportunity to teach them that we, you know, don't dig the a spoon, not spoon, but the measuring cup of flour into the flour and like tamp it down like we would with sugar or brown sugar, right? You want to pat the brown sugar down. You don't want to do that with flour because you could mess up those measurements. So we scoop it in. We very lightly um, use that knife to level off the top. You can definitely teach them that, but they might not retain it, right? So things that are going to be less impactful on the overall recipe. So if you're baking, maybe you measure it and then you have them dump it in the bowl, right? Um, mixing and stirring are great things to have your kids do, whether you're baking or cooking. Obviously, if it's over the stove, you want to be really safe and teach them safety around the stove. But even just Mixing, whisking salad dressing, um, mixing the ingredients for cookies, mixing the ingredients for energy balls, any sort of mixing, stirring, and measuring is great for kiddos from the age of like two or three up until four to five. Something that they can do to really feel involved in the process is vegetables. So vegetables are great to give different tasks to little kiddos, and they're also great to be able to give the little kiddos a task and then pass them over to the big kiddos who might have more abilities to do things like chopping the vegetables. So washing vegetables um, is something that kiddos can help with. If you give them the task of washing vegetables, um, lettuce, they can. It's actually a really fun like sensory activity, too. If you chop up the lettuce and then maybe your big kiddo chops up the lettuce and you put it in water and they get to swish it around and take it out and put it in another bowl. Um, things like shucking corn little kiddos can do. Sometimes it can be hard. They might need a little bit of help, but they can definitely, that'll give them, definitely give them something to do too. If you're like, okay, I need you to sit over there. You, I want you to help, but I need you to be kind of still for a few minutes. That can take a little bit of time. 
They can snap the ends off of green beans or asparagus. Um, they can also do some very light cutting themselves if you are using a plastic knife or an apple cutter as they get to the more like four to five range. I know that my four-year-old is just able to use the apple cutter and understand how to use it safely. So that is one that might be a little bit might be a little bit later on. But if they do have a plastic knife or a vegetable cutter, they can cut soft foods like bananas and strawberries um, for like a fruit salad, something like that. They can also cut up things like mushrooms and showing them that what they cut up is going to go into whatever you're making. So maybe they're cutting a cucumber and they're seeing it go into the salad. That helps them build their confidence so much, not just in the kitchen, but outside of the kitchen too. Because remember, it helps them to feel like they're a part of the family. So it's a really great thing to have them do. In terms of, um, oh, mixing salad too. That's a great thing to have them to have them toss the salad. Maybe you give them some tongs to use or you let them wash their hands and then toss it with their hands. That's a great thing to have them do as well. For cooked vegetables, you can have them mash potatoes with a potato masher. That's a really good one to have them do. Um, So those are the main kind of vegetable tasks I think that are really great for kiddos. So light cutting, washing, shucking, snapping. Those type of things are really great. Um, peeling as well. As they get to four or five, they can start to peel vegetables as well. So they can peel apples. They can peel potatoes. Make sure you're teaching them to peel away from themselves, not towards themselves, to avoid cutting themselves. Um, and something like a carrot is a little bit easier. That Something that's a little bit easier to peel is probably something easier to have them start with, build their confidence a little bit more than like a really thick-skinned potato. So peeling's great as well. Um, something else that can be really great for kiddos is rolling. So using a rolling pin, so whether you're doing cookies or you're rolling out pizza dough, they might not do it perfect. They might not do it how you do, but I I found every kid I've worked with has really enjoyed rolling out anything. So rolling, using a rolling pin is really great. I'm giving them a plastic knife and spreading, so spreading butter, or spreading peanut butter on toast is a really good task to give them, especially if you're spreading that peanut butter on the toast. You have them slice up the banana and put that together, and then they have their peanut butter banana toast that they can eat themselves. Talk about a confidence booster for your three or four-year-old, right? If they're like, I made this all by myself. It's really exciting for them, and so that's a really great thing to have them do. Um, pouring things. I guess that's similar to measuring, but you can definitely have them pour things as well. Or even practicing pouring from a small pitcher into a cup, and they can put those cups on the table. Um, Because another thing that they can help you do, which I guess is not technically a cooking skill, but it's related, is setting the table. So at the age of two to five, they can start to learn how to set the table. Um, You might... It might be it might be something that you want to kind of look at what type of dishes are you using. You don't want to give them your finest china that you got at your wedding. Um, they might need some help with the heavier items, but they can do utensils. They can do cloth napkins. They can do plastic cups. They can even if they just do them and their siblings um, place settings. It's a great thing to have them help you do as well, especially if like they've helped you in the beginning part of cooking and then you need to, again, give them something to do so that they might not be necessarily in your way while you're doing the rest of the cooking, but they're still there with you and feeling like they're a part of it. Setting the table is really great as well. Let's see. What are some other things kids can do? 
I already mentioned mixing salad, but whisking salad dressing is something they can do. You can also teach them how to dress the salad right before. So adding that salad dressing, mixing it up, um, arranging muffin cups. So if you're going to make muffins or you're going to make egg cups, you can have them arrange them. We like to use silicone muffin cups. So I have both a silicone muffin um, like a pan. I guess it's a pan in and of itself. I put it on top of a pan to cook it. It's one of our most used kitchen tools, but I don't like to make muffins in those. I like to make egg cups in those or I'll make meatloaf muffins in those. But so for regular muffins or cupcakes, I use silicone liners that my mother-in-law gave me. And all of these are linked in like any of my kitchen equipment that we use regularly. They're all linked in my Amazon store. So I'll put that link down below so you guys can find those items as well. Um, But that's something that kiddos love to do. And then if you're comfortable enough too, knowing that there will be a mess um, as they get a little bit older, you can also have them scoop from the Um, you know, from the batter, whatever muffin or cupcake you're making into the cups. Yes, there will be a little bit of a mess. You might need to clean up a little bit before you pop it in the oven to avoid all of those little bits from burning. It's also great to, um, you can also have them put the topping on if you have like a crumble or you're popping some berries on top or some nuts or something like that on top of muffins or on top of cupcakes. Um, That's something great to have them do. Obviously, decorating is really fun. If you're doing a baking project as a family that's spreading again, they can, they from a very early age, giving them a plastic knife and letting them spread on frosting. It's a really great way to have them help. Uh, rolling out meatballs. I know we're going from spreading frosting to meatballs. I told you there was no particular order. These are just the things. I'm like, oh, these are all things kids can help with. My kiddo loves to help me roll out meatballs, and she'll make them like a bunch of different sizes. <laughs> so just be forewarned, some of them might cook quicker than others. But then those are her meatballs, she says, right? So when we go to serve up the spaghetti squash with the five ingredient meatballs and the sauce, she has her meatballs and she'll even, she's so cute. This is my four-year-old. She will go, these are mommy's meatballs. These are daddy's meatballs. These are sissy's meatballs. And these are Rennie's meatballs. And so she'll lay them all out. And those are our meatballs. And then she really, truly feels like she is a part of that dinner because she is. She's rolled out the meatballs. She's helped me with that. So mixing the meatballs is also something they can do. Uh, It can be a great sensory experience or a not so great one. So it all kind of depends on what your kiddos like to like to touch Um, on the in the balls category. um, uh, Energy balls are also great to have them help you roll out. They love to do that as well. We'll also make some homemade. um, They're kind of like copycat Lara bars and having them pat those down and they can also cut those with a plastic knife as well and not a plastic knife like the one that you would use at a picnic but a plastic knife that you would use that you would get specifically for your kiddo so the the picnic knives don't work as well for those because there are there are nuts in those um but that is something that they can help with as well um let me see last but not least the last thing i want to mention is some of my kiddos favorite things to do literally up until like now my oldest daughter is kind of getting over this now at age eight but those kiddos love to push buttons they are so disappointed if i start the instant pot without them or if i set the timer without them at this point we have a you know who and so we just ask her to set the timer 
My kiddos love to do that. They love to help my husband with the coffee maker. They they love to push buttons. So if all you ask them to do is, can you turn this on for me? Can you press this button right here? Boom, they're a part of it. And maybe you're not teaching them a cooking skill right then, but you are still bringing them in the kitchen and having them be a part of the process. So I just want to remind you that this is all about what you're comfortable allowing your kids to do as well as their ability. So if you're not comfortable allowing them to cut soft foods like bananas, strawberries, um, then maybe you have them stick to washing the vegetables and drying the vegetables. If you are like, mm, I don't know about them setting the table, I'm afraid they're going to drop something, well then just stick to the utensils, right? So just go with what you're comfortable with, assess their unique abilities at their age, but give them the benefit of the doubt. A lot of kids are going to surprise you when it comes to what they can actually do and helping you out in the kitchen and how excited they're going to be to be a part of everything with you. So friends, that is what I have for you for today. Skills by ages two through five. I do have a printable um, that goes along with this episode. You can click the link in the show notes and you can grab the printable um, just to remind you of these things I shared with you in a little bit more of an organized fashion, things that your kiddos can help you with in this observe, explore, play stage of learning how to cook alongside you. And next week, we will talk about skills for older kiddos, ages 6 through 16. And so I have taught many, many, many kids in my years as a culinary instructor in this age group. So trust me when I tell you, there is a lot they can do to help you out. So I hope you'll join me for that episode next week. Thank you so much for being here this week and I will catch you in the next episode. Wait, before I go, don't forget to tag me over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris. I want to see you cooking alongside your kids. If you cook my recipes, I want to see them. If you loved this episode, shout me out. Let me know you enjoyed it because I'll make more episodes like this. All right, now I'll go and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.